early on in our marriage, one of the things that really kind of got to us is we were paying for our gas money out of our spending money. So yeah, so this story, I mean, I'll warn you, just sounds very juvenile in which we were at the time. <laughs> so we would fight about who was going to drive for the date night because I didn't want to spend my money on driving downtown on gas. Yeah. <laughs> on gas. I didn't think that was fair. And if we drove my car on the date night, then we needed to drive his car to church the next morning. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of Sea Time Living Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Lodick, and I am privileged again to have Linda on with me today. Hello. Glad to have you here, honey. It's always more fun when you're around. Today, she's here because I need her here for sure, because we are talking about how to handle financial disagreements with your spouse. I am super excited to talk about this because this is a question that I get probably more than any other from different readers on the site. And so hopefully we can shine a little bit of light on what has helped us and some of our own financial struggles that we've gone through and some of our own financial fights and how we've worked through them and kind of uh, figured out how to do a little bit better in this area, if you will. Mm-hmm. As Linda and I were chatting about how we were going to do this podcast and what we were going to talk about, we were kind of talking about the differences in our personalities in regards to our finances and the different roles that we play. And, you know, I definitely am more of the active role. I'm the one who's paying the bills. I'm the one who's really doing almost all the money stuff in our house. And Linda is more in the passive role. And they both are really important roles and they have to work together. For better or worse, I find myself possibly getting stressed out about financial situations a little bit more and easier than Linda in a lot of cases because I'm looking at the numbers a lot more often. Right. And I'm not honestly thinking about it very much. You know, I know a lot of what happens is the person who's not looking at the finances on a daily or weekly basis could possibly just think, oh, this is only 20 bucks, or this is only five bucks, or 50 cents, whatever that number might be that you think is minuscule enough to not even mention it. When the person who is trying to keep everything balanced and trying to keep all the bills paid on time and make sure that there's enough so that the kids can go play soccer or, you know, whatever the case may be, that small number to you might be actually significant to them. So just to kind of keep that in mind. And also once you've agreed on something, you kind of should stick to it just because that will give them peace of mind that you guys are just on the same page really is how I, I see that. That's what so much of it is about is being on the same page. But I also feel like part of my, what I can do to help you is I can come at you and say, this is what the word says. So even when you're kind of stressed out, because I'm not looking at it so much, it's easier for me to say, hey, this is what the Bible says about this. We're going to trust God for this and kind of come at it from that. Yeah, and that's really helpful. (laughs) That's really, really good. That's one of my favorite things about being married is when I am weak, I have a strong woman here to help lift me up. And in her moments of weakness, (laughs) I can help lift her up. But what do you feel like is really important to you to communicate with me. Yeah. So as the more active role in our finances, one of the most important things I learned from Dave Ramsey, and he said, when you're making a budget together, you know, as you know, most likely it's the active role, that player who is going to be actually creating the budget while as while the passive one like Linda might be shopping at the moment or something (laughs) while I'm making the budget. 
But what's really important is that you get that passive person involved in some way and have them make sure they have some sort of vested interest in what's being done. Make sure they feel Mm -hmm. like this is a team thing. It's not something I just created. And so in our case, whenever I create the budget, we modify the budget, it's always a discussion together. And it's really important that she is making adjustments to that budget and that her voice is being heard. And that even if I disagree with it, even if it seems fiscally foolish or even if, you know, like basically what I've learned out of it is that I have to do some things that don't make the best financial sense in the budget in order for us to have a better marriage and for us to be on the same page. So I would rather make that sacrifice. Maybe we're spending a bit more in a couple areas than I would like or than I think are a good idea. But by doing that, making that small sacrifice, I have a wife who is on board with the budget. Hallelujah, which is awesome. And it's easier for me to do it because I know that, honestly, it feels like my needs are being taken care of and I don't have to come to you and beg for money. For It's it's not your money. It's our money, you know? Yeah. But as the the budget master, I think it can tend... (laughs) To feel that way, you know, like you know, is that what you've named yourself? Uh, yeah, that's my new nickname, the Budget Master. <laughs> so one of the things we need to talk about is how to get on the same page financially, because I think a lot of people listening, and I get a lot of emails from this from readers who are essentially kind of in my shoes, the one who is more active, the one who's trying to create a budget, and the one who's trying to help their family finances, but they have a spouse who just doesn't care. This is a really, really tricky one, and we'll talk about what has helped us, you know, and in some cases, this just might mean marriage counseling, honestly. And just one quick caveat about that. I find that way too many people think that marriage counseling is an admission of failure or an admission (laughs) of defeat, and that is just... Or that it means your marriage is in trouble. Yeah, like that is just the the worst thing in the world. Like if you look at some of the best professional athletes in the world, like they have coaches, so they have coaches who they are probably a hundred times better at that given sport than their coach was, but yet they still have someone showing them their blind spots. Yeah, and 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 helping them improve. And right. so I feel like with marriages, it's absolutely no different. And uh, and we were regularly meeting with the marriage counselor, and we we honestly need to get back to this since we moved to Nashville. We haven't found one yet, but it's just like helping your marriage be better rather than you know and honestly that's what's best if if you do it before it gets bad or before right. there's major challenges you know so real quick caveat with that hopefully that helps somebody out there but anyway one thing that helped us was taking a financial bible study together so learning about what the bible said about our money together and going through it together mm-hmm. you know cuz i have been reading books about this stuff for so long and linda isn't as avid of a reader as I am, but doing one of those together and it just really helped us get on the same page. I mean, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is a topic that is a little bit more difficult for me to wrap my brain around, I guess. So going to that class, it was first of all, a commitment. Like I didn't want to go, but we had committed to going. And so it kind of kept me going, even though I was maybe not as interested some weeks. Yeah. But what it did was at the end of it, I just felt like it lit a fire under me of some of these goals that we do have with our finances. It kind of, I was kind of like, well, we can't even reach these goals because we're in debt in the, in, you know, these areas or whatever. Specifically for us, it was, it was we our wanted, house at the time. Yeah. But we wanted to give more. Like that was just kind of the thing that was burning in our hearts. 
And we realized that by having, by carrying some of this debt, like we weren't able to give the way we wanted. And that was, yeah, something that we kind of picked up from that, that we both got on the same page. We locked arms and we said, all right, we are going to tackle this debt so that we can give more. Right. And that, that was something that really helped us a lot. And, you know, and I think it opened doors for a lot of different conversations that wouldn't naturally come up. Right. I mean, I mean sure. even stuff just about, you know, security stuff, how much we want to have in the emergency fund, like what makes us feel secure to some extent right. with that. And, you know, what our views are on, you know, college savings or retirement savings and all that stuff that just kind of came up by kind of going through a little course or, you know, a Bible study of sorts. And if you don't have anything, you can definitely check out. We have a six week Bible study called God and Money that you can get. And so that's like one simple thing you could do. But, you know, there are many different classes that you can take at your church. Like Crown Financial is one of my favorites. And uh, anyway, so I would highly recommend doing something like that because I think that'll help. Because, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, if you're a reader of the site, you know, some of you forward articles to your spouses and things like that. And I think that helps. But when you kind of commit to doing something together, reading a book together, going through Bible study together, it adds an element don't you think like yeah. a little bit more depth than me just forwarding our emails to you and stuff absolutely and i think that was what worked better for me because i would rather listen to someone talking <laughs> yeah. especially someone who you know has a passion about it i mean it's much more interesting than just reading an article of a, on a topic that you're not necessarily interested in yeah, yeah for sure but I think one of the other things that really helped us and we did this extremely early on the budget. And I think as we tweaked it and kind of refined the process, not refined the process, refined the amounts of money that were going in each category, I have noticed we just don't really fight about money that often. I mean, it's just not really a thing. And it's not because we have a ton of money and we're just loaded and all this stuff. It really is honestly because I feel complete freedom to spend whatever is in the budget. Yeah. I don't have to ask permission. I don't, I mean, there's definitely times when obviously it, I run things by Bob, like, you think this is okay, whatever. But there's not a lot of times when I feel like I can't spend any money because yeah. I know what's there. Yeah. I mean, cause I think the budget has been our best tool to reduce money fights. Mm-hmm. I think if there's any one thing financially that we've done to reduce fights about money, which are like one of the biggest topics of fights in marriages. The studies have been done there. But this thing, this having a budget has has made such a big difference. And I think you hinted at it a little bit. But the biggest reason, I think, is just that we both have separate spending money accounts. And so if Linda goes to the store and, you know, wants to spend whatever, $100, $150 on something that I would only spend $20 on. Like, I might think that's crazy or insane in the back of my brain. But like I said before, it's like, this is her budget category. And I am giving her the freedom, you know, to do whatever she wants to do with that money. Because of that, like, I don't care. It's like, as long as she's spending the money that's in the budget, like, it just doesn't bother me at all. You know, well, and the opposite is true. You will spend money on things sometimes that I'm like, seriously? Yeah. That you're so excited about. And so I love that, that there's, there's not a fight about any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and by contrast, we have a lot of friends. I'm sure you do too. And maybe you're even going through this yourself where 
they don't have that budget kind of breakout. And so whenever a spouse spends money on something that you don't think is a good idea, instantly you see that as that's money that's out of my pocket. That's money that because you only have one big bucket instead of, you know, broken down budget categories. And so if she went and spent something that's 120 bucks that I think you could have got that for 20, like then I would be upset and then it would turn into a fight. You know, so like having those categories of, you know, if nothing else, just having different spending money categories, like has eliminated so many fights for us. It was such a big healing thing. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Early on in our marriage, one of the things that really kind of got to us is we were paying for our gas money out of our spending money. So, yeah. So we were both working at the time, both had our own cars. And for simplicity, I think we set our budget up so that... Each of us had our spending money that covered like going out to eat for lunches or whatever, as well as Clothes gas for our car. And gas for our car. And th- Yeah. And this this story, I mean, I'll warn you, just sounds very juvenile in which we were <laughs> at the time. But we also but, just didn't have very much money. Yeah. And I think it. And we were really struggling. Yeah. So continue with the story. So I, I mean, I think that that's part of it is the struggle was real. <laughs> yeah. So we would fight about who was going to drive for the date night because I didn't want to spend my money on driving downtown on gas. Yeah. (laughs) On gas. I didn't think that was fair. And if we drove my car on the date night, then we needed to drive his car to church the next morning. (laughs) Yeah. It just ended up being such a silly thing to like, when you really think about it, like you just said, it's so juvenile. It's such a silly thing to fight about, but really it was causing some problems for us. Well, neither, Yeah. So both of these cat at the time, our budget was really, really tight and we just didn't have much money. And so what that meant essentially was you driving your car on a date night meant that you, you can't know, get a Starbucks. Yeah. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's taking something out of your pocket. Right. So it was a point of contention. And I, I was finding that we just kept on fighting about this and we just made a simple tweak to our budget and instantly all those fights were gone. Like we just pulled the gas money out of our spending money moved it to a separate category and then instantly we, we stopped fighting about it. Yeah. So that's what's cool about, I guess, the power of, of the budget and kind of what it's done for us. And as you have your budget and as you get going, you, you will just continue to evolve and tweak it. And you should because your life changes, your the demands right. change, you know, your interests change, like all these different things. And it should be something that you, you know, regularly are updating and making changes to. And I would recommend, you know, having some sort of meeting with your spouse every at least three, six months or something, and just making sure that you guys are in agreement on where everything is, you know, mm-hmm. because, yeah, we moved into this new house here in Nashville a couple of years ago. And so we needed to spend a little bit more money on home improvement. So we added a little bit more to that category. And decorating. Yeah, and we pulled it out of some other categories that were less important now that we're in this phase of life. So, And when we had kids, obviously. Yeah, that changed things a lot. <laughs> had to create some new buckets in the, or uh, new categories. Oh, man. So I think another thing that really helps is I've noticed even just recently, there's been a couple times where we've had a little bit of disagreements, nothing really huge, but it just seemed like we were kind of running into a wall of, well, I want to do this. And you're like, you were just pushing back a lot. And finally, you got to the point where you were like, I just really feel stressed out about this. I I, I can see these certain bills that are coming and... I'm just really thinking about this. And so 
you know, some of the things that I was really excited about, you were, it was just stressing you out even yeah. more. Yeah. And so that comes back to, like I was saying, where I was seeing a lot more of the details and I wasn't doing a good enough job communicating to her kind of the specifics of that. So me being the one who has more information, I was kind of taking on some of that burden in which, you know, I know I shouldn't be, I should be casting that care on the Lord, but you know, I was failing in that regard. And I was also failing to communicate well with her about what really what was going on. And so she didn't know she was basing whatever we were talking about. I don't remember what it was. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> whatever we were talking about financially, like she was basing it based on the last kind of conversation we had where she thought things were financially. And I was, you know, I just said we were, we, yeah, we were communicating from different viewpoints because we had different information. I think it was like you, we were going to owe on taxes or something like that. And so I'm thinking, well, we have this money sitting here. Let's do this with it. <laughs> and yeah. you're, and in your head, that money's already been spent. Yeah. It's so it's like it's not even, else. not yeah. even there. And so again, I was, I think I was making him feel pressure. Like now you need to make more money at work or which really, you know, once I knew what was going on, it was like, well, forget about, you know, the couch I wanted to buy or whatever it was. I don't even remember, but I don't need that. That's not something I need. It was just for fun. And I thought, you know, yeah, it was an exciting thing for me to think about. Yeah. But once I realized what was actually going on, it kind of just left my brain, which is why we don't even remember <laughs> what it was because yeah, it wasn't sure. important. So I think open communication for that. It's really helpful just so, you know, I can kind of know what's going on and help you as best as I can and take pressure off where it doesn't need to be. Yeah, I mean, I think that works both ways. I think there's been a lot of instances where it's taking a maybe a heated conversation for some elements of what you were saying to actually come out. Or, you know what I mean? Right. Where there were certain things that you were kind of saying, but not, yeah, not clear enough that I could understand. But as we kind of dug that out and unearthed what was really behind it, like it just helps. So at the end of the day, I think just being able to communicate with each other openly and honestly is just one of the best things you can do to help your financial life. I mean, that will just help your marriage in general. In your marriage, yeah, of course. (laughs) All right. So with that, I think we'll wrap this one up. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. And you can always come find us on seedtime.com, S-E-E-D-T-I-M-E.com. Or you can find us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or any of those. Just look up at Seed Time and you should be able to find us on those as well. And that is all for today. Hope you have a wonderful and awesome, great rest of your day. And we will chat with you next time. See you. Bye.